The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about a powerful email marketing copywriting technique that we call the rule of one. And here's the thing. This is not just a technique that you can use in your email writing. You can use this across any kind of writing you do on sales pages, in sales videos, everywhere, and it will massively improve your conversions. Dead excited for this. Now, we've just put together something really cool for you that actually relates to this episode pretty well. And it's totally free, very cool and totally free because you want to make more sales from your email marketing. We know that that's why you're here. That's why you're listening to this, but you can't make sales if people aren't clicking on the links in your email. So we've put together 12 super creative, very cool ways to get more clicks from every email that you send in a new download that we're calling Click Tricks. It's yours totally free as a listener to this podcast. All you have to do is go to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash tricks. He is developing a second brain. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. He reads in the bath every morning. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. I'm not sure those magazines count as literature. <laughs> what are you reading at the minute? Do you read like fiction or non-fiction or what's the crack? It changes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I read anything. I mean, mystery, um, whodunits. I'm reading that for fiction stuff. And I, yeah, and some business stuff as well. It just depends. All on me Kindle, though. I don't want to be taking a book and getting it soggy in the back. I was about to say, you're doing two risks, don't you? Either getting the pages wet and put together or electrocuting yourself with a Kindle. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> a second brain, eh? Yeah, it's in a jar on a shelf just over there. Do you like those uh, films? No. Yeah, I've, I've dove, divin. I never remember the current tense of dived. I've dived. Divin, doved. <laughs> Someone tell us what that is. Send us a DM on Instagram or something at Robert Kennedy and tell us, how do you say I have dived? <laughs> None of them sound right. Anyway. You sound um, like you've divvied. I've jumped headfirst into uh, everything of Tiago Forte's stuff about building a second brain. I think it's super super useful, for, especially for people doing email marketing to like, the whole notion is that. Oh, I see what you did there. The whole notion is. Oh dear, I just did a little plug for notion there. That wasn't intended. They're not sponsoring this yet. The, oh, the whole not. idea is your brain is for having ideas, not keeping them. So you have the idea and immediately put it somewhere organized where you'll keep it forever and find it very quickly. And that's this whole process. So yeah, I uh, read the book on the Kindle, not in the bath, but I read the book on the Kindle and then I've signed up the Notion and I've, I'm fallen, I've, I've become a Notion convert. And yeah, I've, I've, I'm building it. I'll tell you what, if, if they start sponsoring the show, we'll send them this episode, we'll say nice things about them. But otherwise, next week, we're going to say shitty things about you. We're going to tear Notion apart. So yeah. um, we're holding, holding Notion hostage, and they really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they need us, you know. They need, they yeah. need us, and our three of us. They don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, every week on the show, we show you how to make more sales and earn more money from the email subscribers that you've already got. And to do that, we talk about email marketing strategy. We talk about the psychology, the tactics, and we show you what's working right now to make more sales online, making you the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Oh.
Make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player so you don't miss a single episode. And if you haven't already, we would love, 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 love it if you would leave us a review on your podcast player. We've been a bit shit asking for and therefore collecting reviews on Apple Podcasts and such like that. So if you haven't already, it really if you don't know, it really helps us to spread the word and reach more people with the show. Um, so please leave us a review on the podcast player. Let us know what you think. Let us know which episode you enjoy, what you like about the show. And so other people are looking for some inspiration to help them grow their business and make more sales and impact more people. Um, this show will pop up and they'll be inspired to listen to the show. So let's get into this week's episode. We're talking about, again, this is another, whenever somebody writes copy for us, because we're not professional copywriters or, any, or anything like that. But when somebody writes copy for us, we hire copywriters to do that. We have them write it. So here's a first cool tip is we write everything in Google Docs first, whether it's an email, an email sequence, a campaign, or a sales page or a sales video script whatever it is, it goes into a Google Doc. And we're very stringent on it. it has to do that because we use the suggestions feature in those Google Docs to give feedback rather than to group write anything. Because Rob and I used to sit and try and, and collectively write. Remember, we sat in the office. We used to have an office. We used to try and sit and write headlines together. And we just wanted to kill each other by the end of it. Absolutely. Just different right. approach. Yep. So anyway, we have somebody write the stuff. They come back to us with the Google Doc, and we can just go in and make suggestions, which are very clear, and they can see what the suggestions are. One of the bits of suggestion that that we often give is, what's the one idea here? What is the one thing we're trying to say? So every time you put out a bit of communication, every individual email, every individual headline, every individual opening of every video, uh, VSL, sales video, whatever, should have one idea. One idea. So the main idea cannot be, it's going to be faster and it's going to be easier. That can't be the main idea, right? What it can be is, my feedback would always be, which one of those two things is the lead headline idea of this particular email in this case? Because tomorrow's email, we can lead with the other one. But this email can only be talking about that one theme, right? And that goes across everything. It's not just the main idea, whether it's faster or easier or cheaper or um, going to save you or you know whatever the thing is going to be. It's to do with the fact that there needs to be one theme. So if the theme of this email is about risk, if that's what it's about, then everything in that email should just be about risk. We don't want to then add in social proof. That's a different theme. We don't want to add in how things are going to be faster because that's a different theme. It's all about risk. And that means you're going to have probably one singular story. You can break the singular story rule, of course. Most of these have a, have exceptions, very, very few exceptions. But like sometimes if the whole point of your thing is like these three incidents happened, which all have the same thing in common, and therefore your whole point is this as a pattern, then of course you could that would be an exception, right? But in general, it's one story, it's one theme, and it is one call to action in that email, right? Because otherwise, people's brains get overwhelmed. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we interestingly have with this is that sometimes we will take one call to action and effectively drag that across an entire email campaign. And drag's a bad word, isn't it? Spread, put, 
use use that across an entire email campaign so we don't even just go you know reduce this down to a single email sometimes we'll have for example let's imagine we're doing a bribe campaign and the the campaign basically in a nutshell is buy this thing today and you'll get this other thing for free let's say that campaign runs for about a week over the course of that week that one call to action is maintained right it's all the way through those emails let's say it's 10 emails over seven days all of those 10 emails basically have the same ultimate call to action whether we send people there through a webinar or a thing ultimately it's going to be it's going to lead them down to this one call to action uh, but the way you can make that work is by using sort of different hooks and angles right so you can send emails where every email has a different hook or a different angle a different story a different thing but that allows you to still reduce it down to the ultimate same call to action across each of those things because here's what happens to follow on from Kennedy's point about what happens when you say too many things at once is the truth is people don't like making decisions. They get confused and overwhelmed. I remember I've told this story before, I think, but when I was trying to buy a Kindle recently, I was trying to judge between three different models of Kindle. And I ended up watching probably two or three hours worth of YouTube reviews, right? Where people had them all or two of them or all three of them on the table and were literally going through them. And at the end, I had less idea <laughs> than I did when I started. I don't know. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm nobody to judge because Amazon seemed to be making it work. I've heard, I've heard that I'm making some money, but I got so confused by how similar those Kindle editions are that in the end, I didn't know what to do and what to buy. And it is a decision because you don't want to buy one and get halfway down the road and then go, this is the wrong one. I need to go and buy another one. So I was trying to figure that out. So the more stuff that, that applies with this, right? The more, the more directions you send people in, the more confused they're likely to get. It's the same reason why when we send somebody to a page, we want them to only have one thing they can do on that page. And that is to click and buy or click and opt in, right? There's one call to action on a page that we send somebody to. Because if you've got, you know, if you send somebody to, and if you're doing this, please stop immediately. If you're sending somebody to a, a landing page to opt in, and it's also got your blog header along the top with all the navigation on it, because it's built on your blog, that's going to give people loads of things they could do. And do you know what loads of them are not going to do? Opt in. So we want to make sure that in the email, there's one thing, and there's one exception to this, which we'll talk about at the end. But we want to make sure there's one thing that we are directing people to go and do, right? So you don't lose their attention. Because again, confused brains do nothing. They can't do anything. And therefore, we need to make sure that we direct that attention. And it's really difficult to do. Like if you're thinking about it, you, you, you want to be building one singular narrative from, hey, we're building this belief by maybe starting off with a story, which leads to a theme, which leads to some kind of lesson. And then you say, and here's the thing you should go and do about that thing. Or here's the way you can go and learn more about that thing. Not like, so how do you want to figure it out? The answer is most people don't know because if they did know how they wanted to figure it out, they wouldn't be looking for the help in the damn first place. They are, we often say the reader is not qualified to know the answer, is not qualified to be able to do that information, to do that thing, to take that action or to make that choice. They're not qualified by the very fact that that's what they've come to you for. Your job as the teacher, you know, your teacher would come into class and say, this is what we're going to learn today. And then they would set the work, right? That's because the teacher is qualified to know where we need to get to by when in order to hit the outcome, which in, in school is the exam or the piece of coursework. In your world, it's to move them to the beliefs and the place and the understanding and the desire to then want to make a sale, right? So think about all these rules of one. Always think about one. So when you're writing an email, 
You want to write it to one reader. It's marketing, copywriting 101. Don't be like, hi, guys. Wow, none of us is guys, right? We're all like, hi. Think about it like you are writing to one individual person. Have one of the people you know who buys from you or one of your subscribers in your mind when you're writing your email and imagine you're sending an email to them because now it suddenly doesn't sound like one of those marketing emails. It doesn't sound like one of those corporate emails. It now sounds like a personal email with a personal relationship. And the people who are able to do that the best, the people who have the deepest relationships with their email subscribers, which means they're able to influence that email subscriber, those email, email subscribers, and take them on the journey to have them feel things, have them emote with things, have them take actions, whether that's to take the action that they need to in order to fix that part of their life or to buy things, whatever it's going to be. We're all inspiring people to take different actions, right? Then you also want to just address one specific topic, just one topic. This is the theme right? And then one main action. It's not like, hey, you could fix this by listening to our podcast or by our program. Well, I don't know which one of those is going to be better because all you've told me is one of them is a program and one of them is a, is a free podcast. I can't make that decision, right? So one action, what's the best action to take the person to the next step of the journey? Remember that each email, each thing that you do and you put in any email or any marketing campaign is just moving people to the next step of the journey. So it might be that the only thing that email is going to do is get them to go and watch a video. The video's job is to tell them about the offer but maybe the email's not. There are some emails which I've designed to tell people about the offer, but it's one action. What is this email to do? Oh, at this point in the campaign, it's quite early. We're going to send people just to a video. Hey, so you've got this problem. It's a nightmare. You really want to fix it. I've made a video that shows you how to fix the problem. Awesome. They go to the video. It starts talking about the problem and then moves into the offer. Whereas later on in that email sequence and that email campaign, and this often happens in our email campaigns for all of you who are members of our programs and stuff, you'll know that early on, it's like, hey, I've made this video to help you solve this problem. They go watch the video and the video addresses the problem and then moves into the offer. Later emails in that sequence and campaign, they will actually go, hey, we're opening up our email hero blueprint enrollment closes in the next few days. So, hey, go check it out. Now the email's job is actually to get people to take that further action, that more high intent action of the whole action is, hey, click here to go enroll. So what's the one action? And that one action is going to change over the space of an email campaign. It's going to be softer and start off with perhaps a bit more either curiosity or a little bit more blind. Whereas towards the end, you want the end, the closing of any campaign to be very, very obvious. It's got to be one main action. And then of course, you want to make one main promise. And that's a really beautiful thing about using multiple campaigns. In each of your campaigns, like you're promoting maybe the same product, maybe the same offer you're going to have one main promise. So for a whole campaign, it might be, or for one email, it might be all about the speed. The next one might be how it's all about the fact that it can be done anywhere remotely. The next one might be all about, and so on, and so on, and so on. What's the one promise? By not stacking these promises up into one email, not only do you not overwhelm and confuse people and make them go, oh, there's loads of stuff I don't really care about. There's one little thing in there that I do care about. Not only that, you're actually, by putting them all into one email, you're blowing all your, your opportunities for emails in one go. So it's no wonder we hear people saying, well, I don't know what to email about. I can't send too many emails because I've got no more ideas. It's usually almost, I think, 99.9% .9 of the time when we look at their emails because they did every email in one email, which means the thing that the person can hook onto is buried like a needle in a haystack among loads of stuff they don't give a toss about. 
By taking each one promise and putting it on a pedestal, giving it the space of its own email, and sometimes an entire email campaign about that one angle or promise, you give it space to breathe. You shine a light on it so the people who are attracted to it see it all lit up and standing high and tall above the head of the crowd, and they go, that's my reason. That's the promise that I needed because that's the thing I'm really looking for. One of the things that we love to do to make all of this really easy is to use storytelling in order to differentiate emails, differentiate emails, even if the call to action is the same, even if we're driving people to the same ultimate thing. For example, in our daily emails, most of the time we're talking about the same thing every day, right? We're sending people links to and look at the same thing on a daily basis. And so the only way we can make that work is to be able to use different ways of decorating that same thing. Okay. So for example, you know, the old UK TV advert, if you've ever seen it, lion eggs make a meal out of anything. The idea is you can take a packet of lion eggs, or presumably any eggs, <laughs> but lion eggs, and you can make anything out I of I didn't them. know lions laid eggs. No, I didn't either, but apparently they do. Okay. I mean, I'm not David Attenborough. I'm just trying to, I know this is not fact checked. I was writing jokes in my head, but I can't be bothered to do them about the eggs being raw. <laughs> 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 oh, I did it. Never mind. So the way that we're able to do that is basically we're... I'm just loving your pride in that joke. Ah, there we go. What we like to do, and I'm not lying, what we like to do... <laughs> Get back to your main point. What we like to do is to use jokes to distract the audience when we're trying to think of what to say next on a... No, we like to use stories a bit like eggs. You can make a meal out of anything, basically. You can take stories and you can just tell the story about whatever happened that day or something recently or something that happened when you were, I don't know, a kid. I don't care. When you went to see the lions. You can tell a story and then you can link that to your main point and link that to your main call to action. We did a whole episode on this about how to sell uh, with stories in your emails back in episode 208. So you can go and find that by going to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash 208 or like scroll back in your podcast app to that episode uh, and listen to that. Uh, And again, we talk about this storytelling thing, but you'll notice what that allows us to do is to have a, I'm going to use one of Kennedy's old favorite words, a plethora of emails. I used to love a plethora. Yeah, you used to love a good old plethora. Plethora I did, I used to have one every morning. (laughs) You can have a plethora of emails and talk about the same call to action in loads and loads and loads of different ways, okay? So each email has one story, it has one lesson, and it has one main call to action. You mentioned earlier, Rob, that there is an exception to this like one call to action thing. It's, it's, it is an exception, but it's obscure, and I think it'll be fairly obvious to folks why it is an exception. Um, do you want to just share what that is, just to make sure we give the complete story here? Yeah, so you will notice in a lot of our emails, we have something called our super signature. It's an old uh, an old Dean Jackson technique that we've zhuzhed up a bit, and we teach it. It's a, There's a, a battle plan. If you remember of ours, there's a battle plan training called the super signature reloaded. Uh, go and check that out because we've added some stuff to it. But basically what it is, it's a, a list of links at the bottom of your emails that are, here's things you could do if you want our help. And the way that we see that is not as diluting the calls to action because it's very much a separate part of the email. It's further down in the email. It's at the bottom, basically. It's You could put a couple of lines above it if you want to, like a couple of just hit the equal sign a couple of times or the dash sign a couple of times, put a couple of lines in above it. And basically it goes, uh, also, by the way, when you're ready to like take things to the next level, here's a bunch of ways that we can help you. And it gives them a bunch of options that range from free things like join our Facebook group, the Email Marketing Show community, to listen to the Email Marketing Show, to you know, come and buy our program or hire our agency to do your email marketing for you. And again, 
because they're like a separate part of the email, it's a sort of a menu of th- it's a menu of quick resources that people can access if and when they need to that we stick at the bottom of every email. Makes the sales every week. People just sort of clicking around to see what's in those emails. Those are in the footer of every single email, and therefore they're one constant. It's not diluting your main call to action. Those are separate things for people who want to go and check out a little bit more and go a bit deeper. But within the main body of the email itself, and again, visually that's very clear, you want to make sure you have one call to action. But you can make that call to action multiple times, right? So we like to put probably in an average daily email, usually only one. But sometimes when we're doing like a campaign email, we may link to the call to action two or three times, but it's always the same call to action. That's really important. Yeah, it's super important. And if you're thinking, hey, I'd really like to have a look at what this email signature, this super signature thing is that we're we're talking about. Like Rob said, there is a training inside of our blueprint called the Super Signature Reloaded, uh, which you can definitely take a look at. And of course, how do you storytelling is based into everything that we do in all our campaigns, as is having one point. If you want to go and see all of the details about this thing that we call the Email Hero Blueprint, go check it out at emailheroblueprint.com. That is our flagship brand new program at emailheroblueprint.com, where you literally get everything you do, you need, every single thing you need to have your email marketing producing more sales from your existing subscribers. So check it out, emailheroblueprint.com to get um, into that. Uh, right now, basically, you can go check that out. Rob, you are now ready for this week's Teed Up. Let's go. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. What is it? It is anyone there, question mark, question mark, all lowercase. And it's one of those interesting ones that sounds like it's going to be used for like a re-engagement campaign or a revival campaign. Some, you know, is anyone there? Is this thing on? Is, are you listening? It's actually not. It had nothing to do with that. It was just a story about being left alone somewhere, I think. I can't quite remember. But the point was, I don't. the point of the email doesn't matter, I realized with these. What matters is where the subject line comes from. So yeah, it was basically, it's designed to sort of sound a bit like a sort of prod or a nudge as if they haven't been paying attention or something and when they get in it's nothing to do with that but it's but the subject line is still relevant so it's again we want to tread that line between attention grabbing clickbait but also not where they feel like they've been deceived when they get in and read the actual email so it's anyone there and also the two question marks i think is interesting question mark question mark rather than just one question mark it's got a slight exaggeration to it and you can it, it grabs your eye a bit more yeah, I love it. This week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Thank you so much for listening to the whole show this week. Hopefully you got some great ideas on how to really tighten up your emails, make them more focused, make them easier for people to read, digest, and then take action on. If you have, please do hit subscribe to your podcast player. And that means every episode of the show will automatically download every Wednesday when we release a brand new episode. And if you've not already, please do leave us a little review on that podcast player really helps us to spread the word and help more people with this email marketing stuff and making more sales online. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Ta-ra.